Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis, and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new, and it is from God. It's so important for us to stay true and firm to the Word of God and not waver because the Word of God has power to change lives, and when we try to take away from it, so it sounds nice to us, that takes away the life-changing power that the Lord has placed in it. This quote I heard from a young man by the name of Timothy. I was listening to his comment that he made concerning his walk with the Lord and his testimony, and when he made this statement, it resonated with me, so I wanted to share it with you. And let me read it to you one more time. Timothy said, It's so important for us to stay true and firm to the word of God and not waver, because the word of God has power to change lives. And when we try to take away from it so it sounds nicer to us, that takes away the life-changing power that the Lord has placed in it. So important. Timothy had such a mature understanding of the power of the word of God. And he said it's life-changing, it's life-changing power. And we should keep that in mind as we walk on this journey. We live every day on the journey with the Lord Jesus. And he, remember, is the living word. He is the word of God that became flesh and dwelt among us. And so if we keep that in mind, that whatever we're facing in life, whether they're challenges or even the things that are coming before us, we're not so clear as to how we're to approach them or to make them happen for ourselves. Just know the life-changing power of the Word of God can take us through any situation. Now, the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 15, and I'm going to read the English Standard Version of the Scripture, and it reads, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This statement Jesus made to a group of people after he had finished speaking with them, sharing with them. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. This means that you are to be intentional in how you hear. See, with this statement, Jesus is urging all of us who hears his word when he's speaking to us through his word, which is the Bible to be intentional, to pay attention on the way we hear him. He's focusing on us and urging us to use those God-given senses he's given us, eyes to see, ears to hear, in this case, ears to hear. And all the focus should be on his words, what he speaks. So when we hear the word of God, or when the Holy Spirit is, is guiding us, is leading and guiding us into all truth, we have to be very intentional, determined to hear God, set our minds on what he is saying to us. In Colossians, it says, set your mind on the things above. That means set your mind not on the things on this earth, what's happening in the world, what's happening in the government, what's happening in, in businesses, what's happening in schools, what's happening even in our own lives. But set our mind on what God is saying to us. What is he speaking to us about our situation? We have to be very intentional in what we hear because much of the information that we're hearing must be filtered. It has to be filtered by the truth of God's word. 
Jesus, when he was speaking to his disciples in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, and I'm going to read the Holman Standard Version of the scripture, and it reads, he said to his disciples, offenses will certainly come, but woe to the one they come through. Offenses, that's O-F-F-E-N-S-E-S, to be offended, offenses. And let's take a look at that word offense for a moment. The Holy Spirit brought that word to me this week as I was preparing for the message. He brought the word offense. And the scripture that I gave you in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, Jesus spoke of offense. Now, looking up the word offense, I looked it up in the, in the Greek. There are several definitions of offense in the Greek language, but the word that we're going to look at to define offense is, is scandalon. You spell it S-K-A-N-D-A-L-O-N, scandalon. It is a noun. And the future tense of that same word is scandalizo, S-K-A-N-D-A-L-I-Z-O. And it's in our English word, it's similar to our English word scandal or scandalize. And it comes directly from the Greek words. So scandalon indicates that it's an enticement to conduct to conduct or how you act, which will ruin the person in question. So scandalous kind of is the way a person acts that will cause people to be offended. Another word for offense is proskoma, P-R-O-S-K-O-M-M-A. And it means to cause a falling away, a stumbling block, an occasion to stumble. And this particular meaning I'm going to share with you is, is what the Lord Jesus, in some cases, he caused people to stumble because of who he is. Now, in this passage of scripture, I'm going to read Matthew chapter 11, verses four through six, and the English standard version of the scripture I will read. And it reads, now, let me give you a little background on this. John the Baptist's disciples had come to Jesus and asked him, are you the one? Are you the Messiah? Or should we look for another? And this is Jesus's response response to them. In Matthew again, chapter 11, verses four through six, and I'm going to read the English Standard Version of the scripture, and it reads, and Jesus answered them, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And I want you to hear this last Verse, verse number six, Jesus says, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Did you hear that? Remember, I shared with you the meaning of offense. And the last meaning I gave you was proskoma, which means a cause to stumble, a stumbling block. This is what Jesus was saying to John the Baptist's disciples, that those who are not offended in him, those who don't stumble because of him, because of who he is, because of his words, because of what he presents to you. They are blessed. Blessed means happy. They are content. They are made whole. So the Lord Jesus is, is expressing to John the Baptist's disciples and to John, because they will go back and tell John this. Now, this is when John the Baptist had been put in jail, when his disciples came to Jesus and asked him this question. And what Jesus is expressing to even us today is that we are blessed when we are not offended by the Lord Jesus, when we 
follow his teaching, when we obey his word, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. When we show through our love for him, our obedience by keeping his commandments. And that's very important for us to understand when we're looking at the word offense. And I believe that's the reason why the Holy Spirit gave me that word. The times that we're living in today, many people are offended by the word of God. They stumble over it. It is something that they don't want to be held accountable to. And so we have to examine ourselves that we are not in that category. And this is what the Lord Jesus is speaking to John the Baptist's disciples through the scripture that I share, and he's speaking it to us. Now in Mark chapter four, verse 24, and I'm going to read the English Standard Version of the scripture. It reads, this is Jesus again. And he said to them, this is the group he was responding to, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and still more will be added to you. See, Jesus keeps speaking to us in his word for us to pay attention to what we hear. Remember I shared with you earlier in Matthew eleven fifteen, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. See, God gives us ears and the ears that he gives us to, to function with are designed for us to hear. But we can we can have control over what we hear. We're we're to be able to filter the things based on truth. And so that's why I keep expressing, and that's why the Holy Spirit keeps giving me the same scriptures that point to us paying attention to what we hear. Because he goes on to say, with the measure you use, if you hear by the Spirit of God, if you hear things based on what God's word says, and that is your standard, then you will be able to measure how you hear. Don't receive everything that you hear. Pay attention to what you hear. Because based on what you hear, God will decide if you're able to hear him even more in more detail. Or if you don't pay attention to what you hear and you just allow everything that comes across, let's say, the airwaves to impact how you live and how you respond, then those will be the things that you will be chasing after and you won't be able to hear God when he speaks. One thing that we know about the God we serve, he is not going to scream over chaos over all these other things that we are hearing. He is not going to. He is saying to us very distinctly. He's very, very deliberate in what he's speaking. He's saying to us, pay attention to what you hear. Today's episode of Phyllis's New Creation is offended by the truth. In the book of John, chapter 17, verse 17, and it's the King James Version of the scripture, it reads, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. See, in this scripture, Jesus is praying to his father. And in John 17, that whole chapter is really a prayer. And it's a very, very important chapter because Jesus is praying these things. He's speaking to his disciples shortly before he is to go to Calvary. And so he says here, sanctify, that means set them aside through the truth. Your word is truth. That's the prayer that Jesus is praying to his heavenly father. And that's the prayer he's praying today for us that we're set aside through the truth. His word, he being the living word is truth. See the times that we're living in, some people are offended by the truth. 
They don't want to be told the truth. If you listen to modern vernacular and how people are speaking, how they're expressing themselves, they're saying my truth. I have my truth. You have your truth. But Jesus is the truth. You need a standard for truth. And the standard for truth is the word of God. It's Jesus himself. It was no coincidence that Jesus said, sanctify them through that truth. That word is truth. Jesus knew there would come a time, like the times we're living in, that everyone has their own definition of truth. But God does not change. Jesus was the truth then. He's the truth now. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. See, those people are offended by the truth because they don't want to be held accountable to God's standard. They want to have their own standard. And so when Jesus speaks that he he is the truth, in John 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's John chapter 14, verse 6, and is the New King James Version of the Scripture. See, Jesus is speaking, he's speaking many things in that scripture. First of all, he's saying, I am that I am. He's saying his name, which is God. That's what God said to Moses. God said to Moses in the book of Exodus, chapter three, verse 14, when, when God had commissioned Moses to go to deliver the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. Moses asked Jesus, who should I say that you are? And Jesus said, God said to Moses, excuse me, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Likewise, Jesus, who is God in John 14, 6, he's saying, I am. In other words, he's saying, I am that I am. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. In other words, I am God and I am the only way. I am the only truth. I am the only life. And no one comes to the Father, Father God, except through me. There are no other ways to God but through the Lord Jesus. And there is no God besides God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It is very clear. And God himself through the person, God incarnate, through the person of the Lord Jesus is making that clear to us in this scripture. So many are offended by the truth. Many do take offense in who Jesus is. He is a stumbling block, but we are here to declare the truth. Those same people must hear the truth. And Jesus himself is the truth. That is why there are so many definitions of truth today. The enemy has intentionally Attempted to confuse people to make them think that they are the arbiter of truth. They have the last word in what truth is. But I'm here to declare to every demonic force that is in the universe, every principality, every principality, every power, every ruler of the darkness of this age, every act of spiritual wickedness in high places that the Lord Jesus, he is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. And he himself is the final arbiter on all matters. He is the living word. Amen and amen. The Lord says to us, for us to let us with confidence draw near to him. And we do that by drawing near to Jesus in prayer. Talking about offended in 
the truth, offended by the truth. See, when we're in prayer, we're communing with the Lord Jesus. We're spending time with him. We're in his company. And as we communicate, according to John Rittenbaugh, who is the pastor, he stated, as we communicate with the Lord Jesus, our faith is plowing the way before us because prayer grows out of faith. And he went on to say, we wouldn't be praying if we didn't have faith. End of quote. Jesus tells us in one of my favorite scriptures, in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, and it's the B clause. Jesus says, have faith in God. See, we can only know the truth. We can only not be offended by the truth if we have our faith in God, if we're spending time with God to get to know him at a greater level, on a greater scale. There is so much more to God. There's so much more to the Lord Jesus besides communing together at church with him. It's living the life. The Holy Spirit himself gave me the purpose for Phyllis is a new creation. And I speak it every week. It's to teach people how to apply the word of God to their everyday life. God wants us to apply his word to your everyday life. And that is the way you will not be offended by the truth. Because he is the truth and he is the Lord Jesus is the living word. When Jesus made that declaration that he is the way, the truth and the life, no one comes to the father except through him. He was speaking. He made a prophetic declaration that shook the spirit world and every demonic principality at its core. See, that's the power that Jesus is. That's the power of his word. When he spoke it out, when he spoke those words, every principality, every power, every demonic ruler made note of it because they knew that was the truth. And so they've been waging war against it. See, when Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, and it's the English standard version of the scripture, it reads, from the time Jesus began to preach, saying, when Jesus made these words, when he spoke these words, again, from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was a prophetic declaration. That was Jesus declaring that the kingdom of heaven, him, him, who he is, he as the representative of the kingdom of heaven was at hand. And he went on in some, in some versions, he says, believe the gospel, believe the good news, because the kingdom is at hand. And he was incarnate, God incarnate, the representative from the kingdom of heaven, the representative of the kingdom of heaven who had come down to earth. See, when Jesus are declaring words like this, his being the living word, he is waging war in the kingdom of darkness. His light, as the, as the word teaches us in the book of John, the light overtakes the darkness. The darkness cannot overtake the light. And so when Jesus through his word declares truth, his word being truth, what he speaks, the kingdom of darkness has to bow down. What am I saying? When we declare the word of God, when we proclaim the word of God, when we say what God says, when we live the word of God before men, we're driving out darkness. We're destroying the, the works of darkness. And God wants us to know 
that we are his weapons of war. Hallelujah. And we will win. We have the victory in Christ Jesus. In the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 12, and it's the amplified version of the scripture. It reads, from the days of John the Baptist unto now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, violent assault, and violent men seize it by force, a precious prize. See, we're in war. Isn't it interesting that that scripture says violence? It says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent assault and violent men seize it by force, a precious prize. What that scripture is declaring is that we're waging war. We represent the kingdom of heaven. And we're waging war because when Jesus made those declarations of who he is, when he said, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As I said, the kingdom of darkness responded. So this scripture is describing what's going on. I looked up the word violence. The word violence means the unlawful exercise of physical force or intimidation by the ex exhibition of such force. You do, you are you are actually demonstrating such force. We're in a war here. And what that scripture is saying that from the days of John the Baptist, remember John the Baptist was the last of the Old Testament prophet. And he also was the one who was the forerunner of the Lord Jesus. He he spoke, he prophesied that the Lord Jesus was coming. And, and when he prophesied that the Lord Jesus was, was coming, that's when war, the war started to be waged. The enemy did everything he could to keep the Lord Jesus from being born. He did everything he good he could in the wilderness to 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 draw in sway the Lord Jesus from from following the plan that the Father had given him to invite the Lord Jesus to bow down and worship him and today he's doing everything he can to keep us those of us who are representative of the kingdom of heaven we are Christ's representatives in the earth we are his ambassadors in the earth realm to keep us from declaring and decreeing and living out the word of God. So that's why that scripture is so important. It is a violent act because the enemy is violent. So we have to seize it. We have to take it by force. It is war. Hallelujah. We're talking about offended by the truth. I want to speak to those who are listening to this message today, offended by the truth. And they may not have ever heard a declaration of who God is in this manner. They never heard anyone speak of the kingdom of heaven suffering violence and the violent men taking it by force, this warfare we're in. But they know that their lives has been won, that they've been waging war on their own. And they know that today they've heard something. Well, what you've heard today is the Lord Jesus beckoning you to come to him. And if you heard him, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this message today, offended by the truth. I know that I didn't listen to this message by, by chance. I know that you drew me to this message today. And I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me, Lord. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I know that Jesus died on the cross. I know that he paid my sins on the cross. And I'm asking you today, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. I know you raised him from the dead. Please forgive me, Heavenly Father. Please forgive me, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for forgiving me. Amen. I want to thank everyone who have listened 
to Phyllis's a new creation. And we, it will be almost a year. Next week, it will be a year. And I want to thank you because we have over 4,000 downloads. That means over 4,000 people have heard Phyllis is a new creation. And I know it's because of you, those of you who are passing it to other people. So please continue to pass this message and other messages of Phyllis's cre- creation, a new creation to other people, because people need to hear that God loves them and need to know that he's speaking to them today. And he wants them to know how to apply his word to their everyday life. So I thank you for being the reason why we have over 4,000 downloads, over 4,000 people, more than that, that are listening. You can hear Phyllis's A New Creation in Google Podcasts. Just search for Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S, apostrophe S, A New, A-N-E-W, Creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N. And remember to put Google Podcasts behind your search. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every soul that listened to this message today. And I pray, God, that they will continue to pass this message along to others and even themselves listen to it so they will know, God, that you're calling them, everyone who's listening and everyone who will listen to the future, to a relationship with you through your son, Jesus, a relationship that is real and that is personal. And we thank you, God, that you love us enough to draw us to you. Amen. Have a wonderful day.